everyone, this is episode 18 of the Food About Town podcast. This episode features my wife, Carrie. We talk a little bit about crockpot cooking, a little bit about our experiences dining out for restaurant reviews, and a little about Disney food, and we kind of called out a local Rochester Twitter personality in the meantime. So enjoy the podcast and this interesting mix-up or mash-up song, as Carrie calls it. So here we go. some pretty extensive pre-show meeting. Uh, <laughs> my guest for today couldn't show up, so I'm recording a podcast with my lovely wife, Carrie. I try. Hello. <laughs> so, um, Carrie and I have been married since this last summer, and we've known each other for three years, mm-hmm. and we get along pretty well, so this this should be entertaining at least. Um <laughs> We are going to try to stick to food mostly. Uh, I know last week's episode with my brother kind of went off the rails and went into a lot of different directions. Um, <laughs> Carrie heard one side of it and she she thought it was pretty funny. But I can vouch for the fact that he doesn't uh, partake in the kicking of women in faces. So see, you you bring up the one part that <laughs> really didn't make any sense. <laughs> the rest of it, we had a lot of heartfelt conversation. We had history. We had background. And that's the part you remember. Yep. Yeah, of course. So, let's talk about dinner tonight. Yes. So, since your plans went a little askew, uh, we had to kind of last minute grab some stuff and start making something at home so that we could eat and not, I don't know, pass out from lack of nutrition or whatever you want to call it right pretty much um so we i uh since i work in henrietta um which is a big i don't know chain food mecca and you know mall extravaganza they also have a couple of asian grocery stores and one of which has a a nice little bakery so i decided to pick up some pork bao buns the kind that are kind of like brushed with butter and and yeah i call them baked buns. oven baked yeah they're not like the steam ones where they're really soft yeah. they have a little bit of a it's hard to call it a crust is it it's like well it is i mean it's know, like they, a sheen it's like a, brush, like a pretzel almost you can actually taste the butter on it they brush it with butter uh and bake it uh, so it's not a purely steamed bow actually, but there's still it's an egg wash i don't think it's a butter brush I could taste it Oh, jeez. You know, we're going to get into arguing about taste details. Plus, I looked up a recipe, found it, pinned it. So you think the so you think the white people that posted that recipe online really know how to make these things? Mm, maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Wait until I make one. We'll see what we say then. Oh, see. Well, the reason I kind of brought it up is um, that um, was the last article I had in the city newspaper last week. In the uh, annual manual, uh, Dave Budger and myself um, wrote a six-part article about ethnic grocery stores in Rochester, and one of which was the Asia Food Market that Carrie went to tonight. Um, and we did, we did write about the bakery, which is uh, unique for Rochester especially. Definitely. Um, and for those of you who haven't tried it, it's uh, well worth trying. Well, Hello. See, this is one thing I try not to remind guests of because I figure they know better <laughs> is to silence your cell phones before coming on a podcast. Excuse me a moment. Oh, so while she's leaving, um, I'll tell you a little bit more about the Asia food market. So the the bakery is very cool in that it is unique for Rochester. You find it more often in large cities like Toronto and New York City or San Francisco in a Chinatown environment. And it's a great way to get a lot of food really cheap. Um, plus there's just some different stuff in there that's worth trying. Um, not only that Asia food market, one of the largest, um, produce, fresh meat, uh, and a ridiculously fresh fish section as well. Uh, their fish section has live fish of a number of different kinds. 
and they get shipments in from New York all the time. So Asia food market, probably it's probably my go-to for Asian markets right now. Other than Lee's Oriental. Yeah, I mean, Lee's is very nice. It's in the, that's in the large plaza. Um, I forget what it's called. It's the, I think it's the Genesee Regional Collective or something like that. Behind um, Sodam and uh, Lori's Natural Foods. Yeah, in the back corner there. They're, they're a big distributor for um, Chinese restaurants in the city, um, as, is, uh, as is Asia Food Market, actually. Um, so it's also the place we go for uh, Asia Food Market for our diverse Asian ingredients. Because I know they carry, they carry a lot of uh, Korean-friendly, uh, Vietnamese-friendly uh, ingredients, which is kind of nice to go in one place and get everything you want. Also, because we don't really have what I would consider a you know a Korean grocery store, a Vietnamese grocery store. I know some specialize a little more than others, but yeah, I really like the place, and it's it's huge. It's like a real supermarket. Plus, I would have picked up some shumai if uh, it didn't get so crazy after I picked up the XO sauce and the baked goods. By the time I was leaving, that's when it looked like the dinner rush came in, and so. No pork belly or shumai for us. Oh, damn. It is pretty good stuff, though, I have to admit. They have the nice meat case out front with the roasted, uh, like the red pork and then the roasted pork belly with the crunchy, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And ducks. And ducks. Of course, ducks. Uh, great place to go if you're kind of lazy and you want something to uh, be impressive. You want to go there and grab some quick food. Um, one of the other places that I wrote about this last time was the uh, Mexican grocery store out in Brockport, uh, Lorenzo's Mexican Products. Um, Carrie first got introduced to that place when we I actually was making her a... What was that dinner? Was that a birthday dinner, Carrie? I don't know. You'd have to refresh my memory. <laughs> we were, I made carnitas for you for the first time oh, that from recipe. may have been one of the first... One of the first few... But not the first, because I don't think we were in the apartment yet. We were in the apartment yet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, my first birthday was not in the new apartment. Uh, Yeah, it was. So it was probably the second one. Yeah. But anyways, I I went out there because I was trying to find real Mexican ingredients to make carnitas um, in the most authentic way I could. So I went out there and I got, you know, crema. I got... um, you know, a whole bunch of ingredients out there. It was fantastic. Uh, we were trying to make uh, tortas. So you can buy, I bought all my peppers, I bought my creams, I bought my cheeses. What did you do for the bread? I don't even remember now. You know what? I, I don't recall what we did for bread. I think I think it might have, was it Flower City bread? It could have been. might have been Flower City bread. And if it wasn't, it should have been. <laughs> um, I mean, it could have just as well been Wegmans bread at the time, um, depending on the day, but... You know, I, I usually try to use, even though it's not always 100% authentic to the application, I tend to use Flower City bread because it's got a lot of uh, lot of good flavor to it. Um, but that that's a place where I still like to drive out to Brockport just because it's the best source of Mexican products in and around Rochester. I mean, Wegmans has come a long way in the last few years. They've started to carry, you know, a couple different Mexican cheeses. And I know they're actually starting to focus on Mexican in their uh, hot food areas, actually. I read that somewhere recently. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. They've, they've gone into Indian and Chinese and a lot of, you know, American food as well. But Mexicans really, the it's surprising they haven't gone there already. And I mean, you they know, already do sushi. They have a sushi bar in at basically every Wegmans. At least all of them in Rochester, pretty much. Yeah. Although I'm not sure if they have it in the East Rochester one, but I don't think anybody really considers <laughs> that a Wegmans. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit grungy. I don't know I, if that's def- a, even a word, but it makes me think of like the old school Kmart's where it still has like original <laughs> tile from like the 70s or something. It definitely kind of has that feel, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. <laughs> kind of shady. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's in East Rochester. It's not shady, but... Well, but I don't know. I got some weird looks when I walked... I got some weird <laughs> looks when I walked in there. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to come back because I feel like city folk coming out here. <laughs> city folk coming to the, to the sticks of East Rochester. 
<laughs> we don't or is like that technically you. Fairport, right? Yeah, kind of. I think it's technically Fairport. What, whatever the one is on 31F. Your people aren't looked about kindly in these parts. I'm like, I just want a bagel. <laughs> oh, jeez, you shouldn't want Wegmans bagels. Jesus. I know. I just. That's well, just, that's embarrassing. In well, itself. I, I mean, know. I know. But I, I was desperate because it was either that or the Tim Hortons because I was out there trying oh. to get. I was, <laughs> I was God. Get, going to my dentist and I'm like, oh, I'm already out this way and like there's nothing convenient. I'm Wouldn't like, it be better just to crash your car? <laughs> one would with, think with being lightheaded and I, you know what i did that one time coming back from my dentist but that's a different story crash your car well i mean i scratched it up because there was some so-and-so lady so-and-so one would call her a lady because of her genitalia but i wouldn't consider her one <laughs> based on the way that she looked or acted um but then she she's much more nice than i am obviously oh yeah so nice yeah. i mean i only drop the c word maybe three times a day she's a kind soul <laughs> so sweet yeah and you know she's she's really i'm knitting a baby blanket right now if that makes anything seem <laughs> nicer about me i don't know I, I think it does i mean it's got beautiful pastel colors and you're cursing out random and suburban she, ladies chevron ladies. chevron pattern very big Everybody likes a Chevron. So what this isn't is a knitting podcast. Oh. We're going to stay away from the knitting. He no lied to me. <laughs> yes, I dragged her in here under the ruse that this was turning into a knitting podcast today. <laughs> April Falls. No, that's tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> so back to the Mexican place. Yes. Um, we also love getting the uh, tamales from that place. Oh, my God, tamales. Uh, tamales are so good. And one of the few places that actually makes them in Rochester. I mean, no, Itacate makes them out in Penfield. Oh my God! <laughs> and I don't. Truthfully, I don't know about all the other places. I haven't. I haven't really gone to a lot of the other places because yeah. they're all, um, you know, really Mexican American versus actual Mexican. Um, well, we've well, been told many times to go to, to Rio Tomatalan. Yeah, I mean that that's definitely one of the places that we're edging to go out in Canandaigua. It's just always a trek and. By the time we think about it, it's probably like they're packed. They're very popular. Yeah, it's very popular. I know they're recently reopened um, after I think it was a fire they had out there. So I, I'm re I am looking forward to trying that. What I'm also looking forward to trying is um, so Lorenzo's Mexican products. It was in a, I don't know what you call it. Is that Main Street in Brockport? It's right near one of the, one of the raising bridges in Brockport. I think it's Main Street. Yeah, we'll call it that. <laughs> Yeah, whatever, it's the main drag off of the like the highway near the Raising Bridge. When you go over the Raising Bridge, you've gone too far. You have gone too far. It's before the traffic circle. Um, but they also they have another store in Albion, and I believe they told me that they have a they have a taqueria in Albion as well, as part of that. So I'm really looking forward to trying that out at some point. We've made the trek to um, Medina a couple times to go eat tacos at the grocery store up there, which is named Monte Alban, and we've uh, really enjoyed going out there. You know, they're not the fanciest of foods. No. <laughs> but they're real street tacos because they have a, there's a, a very large uh, migrant population out in uh, the Medina area with all the farms, and they really serve the serve that population with real Mexican food. And occasional gringos like us. Very occasional. The first time we walked in there, we were the only gringos there. <laughs> um, but still one of, one of our favorite places to stop by if we take the take the slow road from Buffalo back to Rochester, as my friend Ben Welk would say. <laughs> You're full of plugs tonight. Oh, why shouldn't I, I be? Wow, I, I, wow, my brain went somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, I usually don't get into this in my interviews. <laughs> usually they're a little more serious. But Keeping it professional. Keeping it professional. <laughs> Make it work. You're a professional. <laughs> Make it work. Hallelujah. Right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> See, what this also isn't uh, is, is it's a my podcast now. That's what it is. <laughs> yes, it's Carrie's podcast now. And we're talking about RuPaul's Drag Race and knitting, knitting for the entire hour. And Pinterest. Oh, my God. Pinterest is the I have 91 worst. boards. Wow, that's way too many. I don't even know how it's possible myself. Well, I mean, I have a naughty dinner recipe board a and this is just in food oh so that i have like breads i have breakfast brunch and lunch i have <laughs> naughty desserts 
naughty dinners, wholesome desserts, wholesome dinners, um, then food tricks. So like, you know, life hacks for the kitchen or for, you know, like, ooh, you want to make really cool shapes for your bananas? You cut, make the slices and then you use like a, a little cookie cutter and you can make little like flower shaped bananas that you could put on pancakes if you want to be like, ooh, it's pretty pancakes you, time. You, you want to know my trick for bananas? <laughs> eat them. I unwrap them. <laughs> I unwrap and them. I eat them. <laughs> Preferably yeah. with a little bit of green on them. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I mean, that, that's really my trick. I, I'm, I know it's probably a little bit rare, but that is my, that is my trick for banana eating. Boring. Boring. Those bananas need to be in like star shapes and flower shapes and heart shapes. Oh my god! To emote with food. Oh, I'm not going to try and combine those two words. It really wasn't going to work. Fumoting. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, anyways. So I'm glad I brought you I, on today. Before I hijacked your. Well, you asked for it. I I did ask for it, and it's um, either my fault or benefit for asking you on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go into the third ethnic grocery store <laughs> that I wrote about for the article. Um, <laughs> Back to your plug game, I see. What plug game? I'm not getting paid for these. Well, that's I mean, true, I'd though. be happy if I did, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the third one? We had Asian. Yeah. Mexican. Mexican. And didn't you do like an African or Indian? Indian. You that's did Spice Bazaar. I did Spice Bazaar. Bazaar. So that that's the grocery store next to Raj Mahal in the um in the Henrietta area. Um Raj Mahal, which I reviewed for the city paper a little while back. Very tasty. Yeah, I I, I like it a lot. It's um uh, uh as was told to me by the owner and head chef. Uh, Ruby sued, and they they edged towards the more home style uh, Indian food. So I think the flavors are a little more. I don't know. They they, they felt more homey, mm-hmm. and fresh and wholesome, and you know, not just a big barrel of pre-made stuff that they just rip the lid off of. Which yeah. some Indian places are unfortunately notorious for. Sure, and I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed their food, and I thought they had a nice diverse selection. But the the grocery store next door. Um, also has a fantastic selection of produce, um, which, I mean, I was really impressed with some of the stuff they had fresh. I mean, uh, they had curry leaves and they had, you know, bitter melon and a lot of stuff you might find in Asian grocery store as well, but they had a very strong selection. All the produce looked really good and the spice mixes in the back, they had spice mixes for everything. Oh yeah. Um, I mean... You know, if you don't feel comfortable making your own, you could buy, you know, lamb biryani spice mix, which is different than the beef or the chicken biryani mix that they have. Um, not only that, they had just a whole aisle of, like, hot pickle and all sorts of interesting stuff like that, which I'm not sure if you like the hot pickle. I don't think so. Not really your speed, is it? No, I like my I like me some naan. I like me some... Curry, lamb biryani, uh, I don't know, the spinachy stuff. That was pretty good. I like, I go for the buffet. Whenever I feel like eating a lot <laughs> on my lunch break, <laughs> I will go to the Raj Mahal and I will eat my face off. Mostly a lot of naan because that's really naughty, but it's tasty. I mean, it is tasty. And I cover it with lots of the sauces and good stuff. Mmm, spinach sauce. And and t- tandoor chicken. Tandoori deliciousness. What? <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> no, nobody can see your quirky face. Yeah, that's true. This is not a video podcast. Quirk, quirk, quirk. Yet. We could add sound effects later for your weird faces. I, I will add sound effects later. I have to figure out how to do that with the new setup. <laughs> Womp womp. Haruga. <laughs> <laughs> Sad trombone. Womp <laughs> womp. Yeah, I got to figure all that stuff out. I, yeah. I need to get some sort of soundboard here because I really need to become more morning zoo like in oh, my presentation. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what the world is lacking. Yeah. Yahoo! Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, well, we talked about ethnic grocery stores, because that, that was a recent topic of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Carrie also has been getting into crockpot cooking recently at home. I don't usually I don't talk about home cooking a lot on here. Actually, I haven't at all. Uh, I know I mentioned it last week with my brother, and kind of wanted to talk to Carrie a little bit about that. She got into actually some pretty good crockpot recipes. I'm not like I mentioned last week. I wasn't really a fan of them in general. They usually turn out kind of boring in one note, but and one, the meat kind of gets overdone in a little like rehydrated shredded dried meat <laughs> kind of yeah it's it's weird and but the one she's done recently turned out really well yeah i did um i found a recipe by the cookin canuck it was <laughs> a uh, canadian blog um but uh Basically, it was a vegetarian dish where you caramelize the onions. Unfortunately, my side note and comment on her recipe is that they took way too long to caramelize the onions. It was like, oh, you know, car- you know, get them kind of golden brown and then add some water and then cover them. And then get them kind of a little bit browner and then add some water and cover them. And, like, each stint was supposed to be, like, 30 minutes. And I'm like, you're not supposed to caramelize onions for, like, an hour and a half. Well, actually, see, that's that's where you may be wrong. No. Yeah. No. So, so I'm like, we can... You're talking about browning onions, which is very different than caramelizing onions. You're pointing at me, but you're not saying any words. Because I'm wondering what... <laughs> I'm pointing at you. Um... <laughs> So, <laughs> so usually when I mean what most people do with onions is they'll saute them until they either become translucent, translucent, <laughs> translucent, or get some color to them. And a lot of people consider those caramelized. What real caramelized onions are are completely broken down, right? And they get that really dark, caram- caramely color. Um, they're very soft. Yeah. They're very sweet. Um, but it, that does take an extensive amount of time to get. I think they wanted me to go way abnormally long, though, because I, mean, I was like, does, I can speed this. It's a long. I process. can speed up this party. It, it's like a and 40, that's what I did. It's like a forty-five minute or an hour process at least. That's preposterous to do real caramelized onions. Like I can, I can hurry that shit up. <laughs> well, that's the problem. You can't. I mean, there, there are hints and tricks. I've, I've read about them. I don't remember all the details, but. Um, but add, at, continuously as, adding water. I don't know about the water. Up, it's that not was the water. nonsense. It's, it's just low heat. Yeah, low exactly. heat and continuous. Um, I know. I remember reading about uh, tips and tricks to do them on serious eats, and my go-to for all of my cooking tricks is uh, Kenji Lopez Alt on serious eats. He's the he does the uh, food lab column on serious eats. And I think he's also the managing editor, but he's his recipes are phenomenal, and I've I've gotten a lot of good, a lot of good stuff out of there. My the carnitas recipe I use is from there, um, and it, it does inform when I've made risotto. I've used his recipe, and really I've gotten a lot of good stuff out of there. Pretty successful too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> back ahead. to my caramelizing onions till the end of time. Yes. So you had to do that, and I was impatient. And I did a pretty good job, though. No, that doesn't sound like so, that. So, yeah, no, shut up. <laughs> so, <laughs> my story. So then you add... Um, it's Waiting patiently balsamic for your story to finish. Vinegar. <laughs> Smacking you. Um, balsamic vinegar. So it's basically balsamic vinegar, caramelized onion, uh, and then you add canned tomatoes and um, garbanzo beans. The uh, Then you basically put them all in a crock pot and you let them s- kind of chill out with some oregano and diced Kalamata olives, which was the only contribution of salt, um, which I was surprised about. I'm like, I'm, I'm not adding any salt. I'm just adding like a third cup of chopped Kalamata olives. How is this going to work out? And it worked out pretty surprisingly well. And there, it it seemed like a lot of onions. It was two yellow onions, and it ended up being like not an overly oniony dish i was kind of surprised by and yeah, that, that pl- one was actually pretty, with. that one was pretty good yeah. although it was better when we mixed it with uh, the mexican like chicken thing you did yeah i did a um barbacoa uh a beef barbacoa so i don't know a whole bunch of seasonings it was pretty great with uh, a little bit of apple cider vinegar and uh, i picked up um 
chuck roast from Hart's local grocer. And Chris chopped that up while I chopped everything else up. And Yeah, she made a special trip there just to buy meat. Yeah, it was just a meat trip. I went there for bacon for the German potato salad, which he had mentioned on one of the previous podcasts. Yep, from the piggery. The From the piggery. And then I also got uh, a number of chicken breasts, which I did. Um, basically, I, I essentially made a chicken bean chili. It was supposed to be a, like a chicken burrito bowl, but I didn't have corn. And I was like, well, I'm just going to throw extra beans in there. So I used pinto and black beans, and it ended up being a pretty nice, tasty chili. And I also, I didn't have salsa. I had like a little bit of salsa verde. And I basically built my own salsa off of onions and canned tomatoes and a lot of like the little, I don't know, hot sauces that we have in the, the fridge. We have like, we do have a few. We have a number of condiments and most of them are Mexican. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've got either, either Asian or Mexican condiments pretty much. Yeah. Very, very few American condiments. Like mustard, which isn't really technically American. More I mean, f- we have like yellow mustard. and Right. But like I have whole grain mustard, which I also used for the German potato salad. Which was very good. Yes. I was like, oh, man, where am I going to find this? And I'm like, oh, that, that this actually, isn't that hard. <laughs> this yeah. is great. <laughs> I think that might have been the most successful of all of them. That was yeah, minus like, pretty the fact fantastic. I was kind of trying to expedite the whole potato situation. Of course you were. So, I mean, it... The flavors were all there. I liked the recipe more for the the flavor profile than the actual execution. So it may not end up being a crockpot recipe for me. And that's kind of what I like about finding these recipes, whether it's on the internet and then pinning it so that I can remember it and I can file it in my 91 boards or, <laughs> or searching Pinterest and being like, somebody else has got to pin something worthwhile. So I'll find something. And it gives me basically a blueprint or a skeletal structure to base my uh, my shopping and my um, my cooking off of, so I don't have to kind of pull it out of my ass. <laughs> oh, she caught me using the yawn button, <laughs> and she got me laughing, so I had to turn it back. On. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so I I mean I. I'm, I kind of, I preach Pinterest mostly in terms of the organizational fa- factor. It's better than keeping a shit ton of bookmarks in your bookmark bar. Oh, absolutely. It gets crazy. I mean, and it then, is a terrible website, though. I really do. Well, really. I mean. It's a terrible website and a terrible app, and I really despise it. And we can't please, we can't all please you, Stromy. Well, we can't, we can't all please <laughs> any male in the entire country. <laughs> Because the <laughs> there are no males that use Pinterest. No, I actually told one today, a, a male Ooh. on Pinterest, who had pinned a picture of a quote-unquote Maltese blue tiger, which was a photoshopped Siberian tiger. It enrages me so much. And now, the animal podcast with <laughs> Carrie Starian. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I get very kind of pissed off. Really yes, pissed off. Yes, and I used Carrie's maiden name because... I would have to divorce her if all she did was animal podcasts and sweater podcasts. Hey, watch it. <laughs> hey. Watch it. <laughs> so, but yeah, you know, I, I go into a an African restaurant, an Ethiopian restaurant, and see tiger statues. And I, I'm like, what? where am I? This doesn't belong here. There are no tigers in Africa. Anyways, random tire, tiger tirade. Um, but yes, I told this gentleman... There are. I'm sorry, but there are no blue tigers. This was photoshopped, and I moved along on my way. I, and I, I actually scanned through his board and thought, well, maybe I could follow his, you know, pictures of big cats that he's been pinning. And I'm like, no, he pins too many photoshopped BS things like black tigers and black and, lions. And now it's time for <laughs> terrible Tuesday tiger tirades. <laughs> No. So, as I mentioned, we're going to stick to mostly food today. Mostly food. Mostly food. Like, don't eat tigers. That's not cool. Like, don't eat tigers. I mean, that was really one of the things I wanted to come away from today with was don't eat tigers. Only you can prevent extinction. Me from being eaten. <laughs> yes. As a, as a male virility. 
Yeah, please thing, don't. As, as all those things are eaten in China and other countries. You're plenty fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please don't eat the animals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back on the topic I was hoping to talk back about. Back into the kitchen and out of the bedroom. Okay. <laughs> I see where we're going here. Um. <laughs> I feel like your mom. I'm, now, I let me just get this off your face. Let me... <laughs> I'm just going to do this right in front of all of your friends. It's okay. We know that you're a little sloppy sometimes. That's Here. a terrible impersonation of my mom. No, I'm one. impersonating like uh, like the generic, generic mom. Im- embarrassing mom. It was almost like the mom from Bobby's World. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you remember that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, Frances McDermott's character, or McDormand, whatever her character in Fargo. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Is it reasonable? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go make you some eggs. We're really reversing gender roles here, aren't we? Yep, really awkward. Okay, so on to the next thing I was going to talk about. Um, So Carrie's been one of the, you know, most regular, um, most regular... I don't accompany even... Years when (laughs) I went, when I go to my review dinners. I was going to say, I don't even take Metamucil. (laughs) stutter much hijacking (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to think of the right word and it wasn't coming so my name's not jacking but hi (laughs) ah this is what you get for making me listen to the michael mara show hey that'll learn you where's my clown horn (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) so Carrie's come along with me on a lot of my review dinners, both for the city paper and for my own, for the Food About Town website. Um, and it, it's it's weird how the progression happened. At first, she was very excited about these dinners. And then she realized that she was going to be continually ignored through the entirety of the meal while I took notes. Yep. So that's why I picked up knitting. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a weird little thing. I mean, when you you're really paying attention to what you're eating and all the little flavors and you're trying to take notes and you're trying to really pay attention. I really just ignored her. And at the first time she was ridiculously bored. I think I always think nowadays, anyways, whenever we go in for a review, I'm there with my knitting and he's writing on the phone. So I assume that somebody will eventually be paying attention to this like they'll notice that that's our tell like oh shit we're getting reviewed there's the girl that's knitting and the guy that's on his phone all the time and they're taking pictures and she's like knitting and he's like really into the food and asking questions and she's knitting oh my god we're getting reviewed like well it's either that or they're just thinking we're a terrible couple we hate that each completely other. ignores each <laughs> other at dinner and they don't talk so either we're getting ready to break up or i'm a restaurant reviewer <laughs> It's really one of the two. <laughs> There's not much in between. Nope. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you've come on a lot of these review dinners. Yes. What What were some of your favorites? I mean, we've gone to a lot of them at this point. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I guess I, I really enjoyed our experience at, at Char. Um, I mean, it's always good to just go somewhere out to dinner and just sort of relax and I mean all the more with um you know since I had my knitting on hand I was extra relaxed but other than that just you know the the decor and the lighting and just everything was really well prepared uh and very flavorful um and then and I felt like it was a complete you know experience because sometimes when we go out I try to think ahead of time, almost like I'm the producer or the the director in some ways where I'm trying to plan ahead for what he's going to end up writing, where it's like, are we going to be focusing on, you know, what aspects are we trying to focus on in the, in the restaurant? Um, what they're, what they are best at, or do we, is this a restaurant where they have a fish dish, a vegetarian dish, a meat dish a chicken dish so we can cover different preferences and so i try to span that as well as appetizer entree dessert so it's kind of like 
a balancing act when you're trying to <laughs> span those different variables, basically. See, I'm not sure I knew you were thinking that much about it, because I know I think of those things when I'm trying to pick out the food. <laughs> but... <laughs> Because I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I think I've told you before, like, earlier on in the in the situation where I'm like, no, 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 we need to make sure we have, like, a pescatarian dish. Yeah, I mean. So, it's, you it's, know, like, I, I don't want to eat just the, you know, all the pork things as much as we love to eat the pork things. Um, but trying to keep a little diversity in the, in the reviews, um, both restaurant to restaurant as well as um, entree to entree within the review itself. Yeah, absolutely, and I think, I think we've done a pretty good job of that overall. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it sometimes it's difficult depending on the restaurant. You know, like Char, for example, we went for a straight fancy steak dinner night out meal for right. the second time we went there. We were very specific in eating a very almost traditional steak night out. Yes, which we don't really do. It's it's very funny rare. because like. Which also, like what once or twice? Yeah, I mean, not almost not even because it's really like you know we went out to like black and blue for our first Valentine's Day together uh, within the first month and a half of dating. Ah, and then <laughs> and then I don't really remember where else we would have gone for. Uh, uh, we went to Max Chop House once. We did go to Max Chop which House, which was a steak. Steak forward dinner. That was. Although the uh, tartare was far more memorable for me. I liked that a lot. Yeah, I think that's when you discovered raw meat. Must eat it. Yeah, I got to eat all the raw meat. Yes. So there was that. And then um, all, otherwise, I think that we're just so confident in our ability to, will you stop yawning over there? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> I think that we're so confident in our ability to season and cook our own steaks at home that it feels kind of highway robbery-ish to go out to dinner and get a steak out because it, it ends up being like a you know $35 dinner when we could make it, be making it at home and possibly better depending on where you're going. Um, that's well, yeah, and we've we've, <laughs> and also we don't usually buy super fancy fancy ass steaks either. We we like skirt steaks, you yeah. know. Yeah, skirt steaks and really simple steaks. I mean, they're not really always the most expensive, but I mean, I grew up on T bones and and Delmonico's, but I don't think I can Ooh, eat that fancy. heaviness anymore. Yeah, and I, I think that's why we edge towards some of. I mean, well, now like skirt steaks are super lean or anything, but. You know, they are still a cheaper cut, although they've come up a lot in price over the last few years. Because I think people discovered how delicious they were. And Hell yeah. People love fajitas, and that was kind of the default choice for that. Yeah, for especially since they leave the meat on the sizzling platter for way too long. So you kind of got to start out with a decent cut first so you don't cook it to death. I do hate a sizzling platter. Yeah. I really do. I mean, I've never had one where I'm like, oh, what a great idea. Let's put this on a sizzling platter. And leave it on there forever. And leave it on there while it overcooks and so you can't handle it. And where everything, either either we don't have to cook it or it comes out really overcooked because we left it on a sizzling platter of metal. Plus, we've made sure to include your charred raw vegetables. Enjoy. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, I, I, I do hate a sizzling platter. And people love the damn things, but I don't. I don't it's need all a, for show. I need. I don't need a show with my food. Don't try and make an onion volcano. Don't <laughs> put my food on a platter. Don't dump a bottle of pre-made Caesar dressing into a bowl at my table and oh, tell me that God. it's made table side. That's not how. It's done. That was the worst meal we've ever had out. That was... Was it the worst meal we've ever had out? Uh, other than... I mean, the first one at Havana Cabana was pretty rough. That was that was a depressing um, evening. I mean, depressing for a foodie, I guess, because yeah, I, mean, I was... Yeah, the, the, first, the first meal we had, we had there, we had there, we had there was... The second one was definitely better. Yes. Oh, yeah, but they knew, they knew where we were coming. Although, you know, at the same time... Um, but yeah. even so, I mean, it, it was <laughs> it was it was a lot better. Um, but the the Caesar dressing made table side was at the 
beloved Red Osier in Leroy. Jeez, we're really throwing people under the bus here. We're not pulling any punches, are we? No, no. I, I'm not one to, you know, I, I, I like to lay it on thick in a happy way with the places I do love. But when it comes time to talk nasty about the places that really kind of suck, um, I will do that because <laughs> wow. I'm not getting paid. Well, I did write I, about this when when I was uh, when I was doing my Yelp <laughs> restaurant reviews instead of on Food About Town or at the City Paper. I tell it like it is. I, I, I did write a, a a pretty scathing review of the Red Osier out in Leroy. Good God, that was and awful. With their Nerf ball bread rolls and their... yeah, Carrie gets Carrie gets a little more um, animated. A little more animated. <laughs> a, li- a little more. Uh, verbally angry at the food. I do. Uh, I also although, get visually depressed if it's um, just a terrible night and just terrible food and we've waited too long and I, I expected better, <laughs> you know, especially yeah. if I expected better. Like I'm like let down, trampled on. I wish I didn't have to eat all of that nastiness I just ate kind of feeling yeah i think that's the hardest part about doing this kind of stuff sometimes is you you do expect i mean i think you do expect more but you you realize what's not that difficult to do and what you really should be doing all the time regardless of the place or style is like just just do things the right way don't cut corners right don't don't cut corners i'm not like a, a huge service person either service or environment but when it's not good, it really sticks out. Yep. And you know, it's. I know some people really care a lot about it, and more more so than I do. I mean, my my focus is mostly on the food more than anything else. But yeah. decor is decor is nice, but it, is it nice. doesn't make the meal. No, nice. And de- it shouldn't make the meal. Right. Nice decor is nice. And it, it's it's a positive, and I like it when it's good. And Which it, it, is exactly the reason why we walked through the dinosaur-themed restaurant in uh, downtown Disney, and we got to point and ooh and ah at the animatronics, and we didn't have to pay to eat there. <laughs> yeah, although... I <laughs> that mean, was sneaky. Eating in Disney in general, I was not not a huge fan of. I always liked it when I was growing up, and I did grow up on snails and... Escargot, you know, escargot and um, what do you call it? Uh, like linguine and clam sauce. And I ate all different kinds of wacky stuff. But I did enjoy eating at some of the restaurants in Disney. And I did drive you guys to the, or I, I urged you and we did go to the dine-in theater. Which was cool more than good. Yeah. I think that's the thing. And also, and this is I mean, something... you're not going to get a mind-blowingly fantastic dinner. But it's definitely... Well, it's weird. More like, than just passable. It was not more than passable. Oh. It was okay. It was fine. Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think here's the problem. So when, when it came to eating at Disney, we weren't necessarily eating at the finest of the Disney establishments either. No. We, well, I mean, we were getting like a turkey leg and like some random stuff at like Gaston's Pub kind of stuff. Right. And we, we had, which we, I couldn't speak to because they didn't have that there when I was... Traveling right. with and my we mom, ate, we ate at you know the Italian place at the at Epcot. Oh, yeah, and yeah the the what is it uh, VPN pizza VPN that they have? Margarita it was just, pizza. Eh. Plus, I mean, you know, I mean, we could see the ovens. They were more again. It's the the theatrics versus the uh, actual functionality. And I do love right. you know. I am an artist, he is an engineer, and I appreciate the visual, and I am becoming more aware of the functionality that is required, especially with a good pizza oven. You can't just make them look like big, open, freaking mouths because it's cute. You need to make sure that the temperature stays at an appropriate level to get the right reaction out of the dough. Right, and like I said, we, we weren't eating at the finest places, Um Recently, um, one of our, I don't know what I'd call her. She's kind of a Twitter, Rochester Twitter personality. Um, and I will I will tag her after this so she can listen to this end part about Disney food. Um, <laughs> was it uh, AKA Chela, at AKA Chela on Twitter. Um, she was in Disney recently and I was listening to uh, 
her podcast about that, which is a Exilista, and I was uh, heard, and I saw her post about the food down there. I think she ate at a lot better places than we do. I think she was eating at, uh, what was it, Victorian Alberts at the Grand Floridian? Oh, yes. Oh, God, goodness, yes. I mean, if it were up to us, just you and me, not you, your folks, your brother-in-law, and your sister, yeah. it would have been a little bit different. We could have guided the... We may have eaten somewhere like that, or we would have eaten at, like, Artist Point at... Uh... Yes. At the Wilderness Lodge. We or would one have of those made places. much better choices. We wouldn't have relied so much on, you know, the souvlacos in the backpack sure. and the <laughs> sure. the fruit gummies and cheese. I mean, I like a cheese cracker with peanut butter on it, but Oh, the, those are those are like a, my favorite. A week of them eating maybe three a day because I wasn't getting enough food, it was a little bit tough. Yeah, I think we would have tackled it slightly differently. Maybe we would have eaten some of those places. I would have walked away more impressed. Yes. But um, if we were using if we were using Disney to our advantage in the best respect, not relying on them for all of the snacks intermixed and actually going out to a you know really nice dinner occasionally, that probably would have done the trick and probably enlightened you a little bit to what was being missed i mean maybe it would color my experience a different way although i did walk away with an appreciation for the dole whip dole whip although when i looked up the ingredients it's not a happy thing and also the other thing too is like i found i found (laughs) i found a recipe for it and there's a lot of not happiness in making it at home too and i'm like it's a terrifying group of ingredients it's really terrifying there's no dairy in there and it's really creamy right and it's disturbing yeah well and then also just to make that pineapple flavor is not just pineapples there's no. a lot of really sketch stuff in there Tons like oh let's stuff. make sure that you have some of that like golden syrup and nonsense oh, yeah. like that and T- like tons no. of bad stuff no I'm going to find a way, I will find a way, where we will make it somewhat better for you. Yeah, it's called a sorbet. Well, good. Just take gracious. pineapple juice and make a sorbet or puree a pineapple and turn it into a sorbet. Probably make a pineapple jam, essentially, and kind of fold it in to a vanilla ice cream. That's what I'm thinking. Or you could make a sorbet. Don't tell me what to do, woman. <laughs> <laughs> so this was kind of a... Um, quick little Disney talk, but I will, I will definitely tag, uh, tag her in on the Twitters and see if she's interested in talking about Disney food. Cause I, I found it very interesting when she was talking about the high end places that I've never been. Yeah. And, and not only that also, uh, hashtag drinking through Disney, which was that I want to do. Yeah. Can we go do that. We, we please? could, we could do that. And I want to hear more about that as well. So, yes, please. um, <laughs> I'm going to be I'll, a sloppy mess. Yes, exactly what we need walking. Woo! Right, walking through the new, uh, the new, was that a fro- the new Frozen ride? Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, it's very No, I, that, that's what you don't want. Like, come at me, Elsa. I'll fuck you up. Like, no, that's not good. So, I mean, you know, put me around characters I'm happy with. Right. And I'll be like, Tigger, I love you, man. No, I love you. That would be me. That would be great. I'm not actually an angry drunk. Let's do this. I think he fell off his chair. This is a deliberate pause. (laughs) Let her hang herself with her words. (laughs) Also, my circular needle comes in handy for this. Knitter's pun. And this is Carrie's first episode of the Knitting Podcast. Hey, watch it. Knitting with Carrie. Yes. (laughs) I'll be your announcer. And now, in solitude, your host for the Knitting Podcast. All right, now. Carrie Staria. Pointy. Pointy. Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> I don't know. Do we, do we have any other food stuff to talk about today, Carrie? We're rounding up in about 50 minutes or so. Holy God, I've talked to you that long? And you still haven't figured out the distances to the microphones yet? <laughs> See, now, yeah, you don't need to eat it all the way on. I need to be like this, oh, right? Don't, don't adjust that. That thing doesn't work. No, I want to... Mm. I, why can't I have fun? Because you can't have fun with equipment that was kind of slightly cheap. <laughs> at least, at least the the pop screens are. It's fine. They don't. No, they're not. They don't adjust well. Oh. 
Right. They don't adjust well. Okay. So we need to get you a pair of headphones or whoever's sitting in that chair so they can hear that I can't hear you in the headphones when you're a foot away. Oh. Right. Ah. This distance is fine. I see. This distance, not nearly as well. Oh, is it? So. I understand We need to figure out proper microphone technique for the next time we do this. Yeah. 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 So I think that's really the extent of food for today. Oh, I've been baking like a monster. That's the other thing. Yeah, we'll talk about baking next time and maybe uh, we'll hit some national food news as well. National and local food news. So I need to get some background news ticker music (laughs) for when I do the news. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be like, food from around the world, that kind of thing. That'd be great. And on that note. I hate you. (laughs) And on that note. (laughs) We're going to leave it there. Uh, so thanks for joining me for the podcast, Carrie. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Okay, so that that, that was a creepy end. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in, everybody. I hope this was enjoyable. I know we, we did talk about food, not necessarily about an active, a lot of active places, other than the ones Carrie decided to throw under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so... Until next time, thank you for tuning in to the Food About Town podcast. Muchas gracias. And we are trying to do one um, more regularly, hopefully every week for a while. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully not full of crap with, you know, all the knitting and the Pinterest stuff. And, you know, I know how you people are. You you don't care about me. It's fine. And I'm maybe just... since we do have a permanent setup, Carrie can do her own podcast if she wants. Oh, geez. No. Nobody wants to. No. And, uh, K- Carrie does not want to do her nope, own podcast. Nope. Nope. It's nope. hard enough to drag her from the living room, which is right next door. Yeah, I just want to be over there. It's just that much warmer. It is warmer in there. <laughs> My hands so are on, cold. So on that note, thank you again for tuning in. And uh, tune in next time for more on the Food About Town podcast.